across America are playing with a new and frightening game, Satanism. People were chained. They were beaten. They were stuck, cut. They were bled. And they would give themselves freely for this. There was a circle, and I was put in the middle of the circle. There was a fire around me. During that part, I was told I was being married to Satan. The number of teenagers that are missing, I think we can probably, with some degree of safety, assume that uh, a significant percentage of them are ending up dead because of ritual satanic murder. We also hear similarities uh, in reporting of being buried alive and then being unearthed and told that they've been reborn in the name of Satan. I remember being drugged out of bed at night, taken to this dark uh, cemetery where they would have rituals going on, uh, satanic services. Symbols of Satanism are turning up everywhere. Walls, clothes on album covers, and even on bodies of murderers.
Saturday evening, uh, we're playing the hottest new rock music from in around Chicago, a little beyond, and today we're starting things off a little funky with uh, some Stranger Things vibes, <laughs> if I may so, so myself. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going with this week, um, considering the season, considering the time of year it is, I didn't want to play any Easter shit, but I thought it would be fun to do a bit of a spring revival. I'm sorry, is there like a, a, lot, like a big... Easter themed punk hardcore. <laughs> are there like bands that really just embrace Easter out there? Yeah, yeah, that big, uh, that big Christian hardcore Easter set, right? <laughs> but no, so we're gonna be looking a little bit um, in a spring revival state of mind. And we're gonna be kind of looking at. Um, I thought because this is Chicago and because there was such um, historical roots of like electronic music, industrial music based out of Chicago back in the day. I wanted to take a look at some of the stuff that's breaking uh, through today. So we're going to be looking at some Chicago industrial. We're going to be looking at some dark wave, um, some synth wave, and how that kind of evolved from roots in Chicago and elsewhere. Yeah, you're going to have to take me, because this is my uh, weekly lesson for those of you new to the show, um, Jay Krez, the ominous voice in the background, handling the producing side. But we... Uh, I basically use this as a way to learn more about music every week. And uh, Steve's <laughs> turned me on to more things. I now am speaking somewhat intelligently about rock music. Uh, but we're going to need to figure out all these waves uh, happening today. Definitely yep. got to, it's going to be a, a beginner's course for waves here <laughs> in, in rock in Chicago. Absolutely. And it'll be fucking fun, as always. But getting right into the, uh, the uh, weekly features that we do on the show. Um, of course. We've got our beer for the week. So this week we are rocking out to uh, Goose Island Green Line. Um, lovely Chicago beer. Actually, this, I think, is probably my favorite out of all of Goose Island's selections. It's a nice, easy drinker. Um, good for anticipating that warm weather that's right around the corner. Not tomorrow, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great sell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love this. Yeah, it's always a dependable beer. Uh, mm -hmm. We're not too far from the Green Line. I just actually took it down. I took the full trip on the Green Line yesterday to see these guys, uh, the Souls of Liberty, down in Hyde Park. Nice. Uh, so I got a full look at the Green Line just uh, just yesterday. It's a uh, yeah, man. It's a beer. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's just like one of those like it's it's worked its way into Chicago so well that like it's it's through through and two like Green Line, a few others. Yeah. I think Revolution's starting to get in that game a lot where mm -hmm. it's just becoming ubiquitous. Hey, I'm picking up your words now. <laughs> with like uh, with Ch the city and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. there's so many beers now too. Yeah. You see, Old Style came out with a new one, a summer beer. I did. Yeah. That's interesting. I think last year they've been they've been breaking out from their their standard you know, Pilsner, I think a little bit lately, because if I recall, I think last year they did like an Oktoberfest beer. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I've, I've met the guy who's in charge of that. I'm blanking on his name right now. Apologies. My apologies. But, um, he has done a great job rebranding old style as like a very Chicago, I think it was on like the verge of being gone or something like that. And he's done a great job, like bringing it back and giving it like a community feel. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's been around for so long. It's just like such a Chicago staple, even though, as you were telling me earlier this week, I think about how it's brewed in like the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. Yeah. If, um, if it's still brewed in the same spot, I've been to the brewery and it's up in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So it's about midway up the state on the very Western border on the river. It's this quiet little town, and it's uh, that's the main thing that they got going out there. It's a fun little brewery tour. Yeah, they has got like great water or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's right, a <laughs> there's a giant little little history lesson. There um, we go. Yeah, there is a <laughs> gigantic aquifer it. that is uh, that uh, old style gets all its water from, and it is so big. I think they were saying it's like bigger than the Great Lakes. It, it goes underneath Minnesota, underneath Wisconsin. I think it goes underneath. 
Lake Michigan and over into Michigan a little bit. Oh, really? The state. Yeah, it's this giant underwater aquifer. Well, and, hopefully uh, Michigan's not punched into that at all because they'd be fucking up a lot of water situations. <laughs> um, yeah, and you also, yeah, you also wouldn't assume that like old style really needed like a, a really high qu- No offense to old style, but like, <laughs> 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 like when I heard Guinness needed like a really dope water source, like that makes sense. <laughs> Wait, old style? Like that wasn't just like the lake? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man. Uh, shout out everything they're doing over there. It's great. It's good to see old, old traditional brands still staying relevant and mm-hmm. uh, fresh and everything. So, yeah. especially around this town. Yeah, man. Segwaying away from the beers though, because that's just a staple of the show. It's always <laughs> happening. Uh, we also, Steve is a connoisseur of rock around the city, which is why he's our our host for this show. But as well, he makes out to the shows and he buys the shirts at the shows. <laughs> One of the great, uh, the great aspects of any fan who's going to any shows. Uh, today, though, we got a new one from Horror. Yep. So this leads us right into the next track we're going to be listening to. Um, the shirt I'm wearing is uh, Horror from their uh, last record. Um, I saw them. I've seen them a couple times. Uh, last time I saw them, it was at the uh, Beat Kitchen. They put on a fantastic set. I think it was uh, definitely undersold. Um, it wasn't sold out. There was a lot of room to maneuver in there, and it was a good thing because it was a gigantic pit, and it was really rowdy and a great fucking show. And they were one of the first bands that we also featured on yeah, here as well, right? Yeah, we talked about them, I believe, in episode two yeah. in the Anticipations. And speaking of Anticipations, April 20th, um, Horror and... 420. Yes, 420. <laughs> um, Horror is going to be playing at Reggie's. And I've got my tickets already, so be sure to get yours. It's going to be a fucking lit set. Awesome. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely make sure that we have a nice review for you guys for that. Steve... Uh, Steve does a great job getting the notes down at all these shows. We've had some good ones from, uh, what, Uncouth was one that you went to recently, La Armada, I believe. Yeah, actually, Um, I went to a show last night, um, went to Quenchers and saw The Eradicator again. Oh, yeah, The Eradicator. (laughs) Uh, Still, like, love that that story behind the name. Yeah, yeah, and of course, um, Eradicator and Lil Tits. They were the openers. Yeah, we'll be talking about them in an upcoming episode. Fucking great names. (laughs) Uh, was, what was Quenchers like? I know they've been up for sale. Was the was there still a good vibe up there and everything? There's still a good vibe. You okay, know, good, it's good. it's um, the locals are not abandoning the place. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There was a, a healthy crowd there last night. Oh, um, that's good. I don't know how many shows they're going to be doing there anymore. I don't know what the status of that place is, but it's a, sad to see it go. It seems like the owner. Uh, once again, my names are terrible. I, I can't remember names for anything for life of me. But um, the owner over there is doing a really good job trying to find a, a responsible buyer for it. Uh, I mean, I was reading about it in the reader. Shout out. I think Lior Galil wrote that piece. If he didn't write that, he wrote about the artist who had a bunch of pieces in, in the bar. But um, I was reading about it, and that was like one of the original beer bars in the city. That was like one of the original uh, places where you could go get like a, a different beer than, mm-hmm. uh, you know, microbrews before microbrews were really big and stuff like that. And like even the 90s and early 2000s. So, yeah. you know, in the spirit of bringing great beer on the show and putting people on like that, Quenchers is very much in that, uh, that lineage of beer snobs <laughs> i don't no. know about beer snobs beer enthusiasts i can attest to um <laughs> their their stalwart uh you know defense of good beer um i used to live in that neighborhood um in the early 2000s oh and yeah you're like right down the street right yeah, yeah so i was able to uh walk there all the time so my uh, my locals and this is like before the mutiny okay opened up shop over there mm-hmm. so um you know this is Putting on the way, going on, uh, going back in time, you dating, know, dating a little. the way back machine. Yeah, <laughs> when Fireside Bowl used to host shows, you know, it was uh, my locals were the Fireside, the Bob Inn, and Quenchers. Dope. <laughs> and that's uh, that brings us full circle back to where we are now. Yep. Quenchers yep. for the show. Tell us a little bit about it. So I don't want to get too much into it. I don't want to give it away too much. Um, like I said, I want to definitely focus a little bit more um, exclusively on that show in an upcoming episode. Oh, but suffice me. to say. Um, Eradicator, always fucking fun, always a good uh, good time out. Um, and Little Tits was great. I am spacing right now on the name of the third band that played, but we'll be sure to uh, get that name down when we when we feature. If you were at the show, show last night and you're on Twitter right now, let us know that name. We're looking <laughs> for it. We'll keep an eye out. What we got uh, coming up? You got some music for us? All right, so this is Hot Off the Presses. This is a brand new collaboration between the L.A. uh, industrial band Three Teeth and Horror. So we're going to be checking out the track Lights Out.
Oh, time's up. Time's up, my bad.
checked out uh, Unheated with the track False Eyes, and they are a local band, new release. And before that, we heard the uh, collaboration with Three Teeth and Horror. Um, that's off of their new EP, and like I said earlier, they're playing Reggie's on 420. I was a little bit bummed, because Livewire Lounge on 420 is doing a stoner jam, and I wanted to go check that out, too. Yeah, we had a we we did a stoner rock feature a couple weeks ago. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> right. But no. So this gets into our feature for the week. So fall size, like I was saying earlier, this is a a revival week, looking back and forward at um, local industrial dark wave and see that evolution from where it began up into what we got going on right now. So um, Unheated was a good example of, you know, some modern industrial coming out of the city. Very cool, very atmospheric. And then, you know, you're getting a little bit of that differentiation between them and like Three Teeth, which is a little bit more rock oriented, you know, almost like, you know, ministry from back in the day. And you're talking about Ah, yeah, yeah. And then earlier when we started, we had... <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's Saturday. No hurry. Um, but the first track we heard um, at the top of the episode was Ghost, and we heard Possessor and The Prowler. So, um, you know, this is what I kind of wanted to get into, you know, like the different scenes around the world, you know, um, coming coming around and bubbling up, and you're getting a little bit different um, stylistics out of the different scenes, you know, with it, uh, the Austin scene. You've got like bands like Survive and Holodeck Records, who since like 2009 have been like cranking shit out, and then they've gotten big. And I'm gonna cut you for a second mm-hmm. because uh, for, for the layman, the lay rock men uh, that don't know that much about the genre and are just pretending to uh, <laughs> make me look better on the show, uh, <laughs> um, I wasn't aware that the whole like uh, Stranger Things thing was a like a genre unto itself. Like when I heard it, it was just 80s. Music, mm-hmm. just, like, Yeah, that's to you, that's an actual sound that's being like developed by the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. The genre these days is going by like dark wave or dark synth, um, synth wave, you know. That's how you explain that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and you know, I think I definitely Sure thing. And definitely out of America, you know, Austin is kind of the current hotbed of that sound, I think, you know, like I said, with Holodeck Records. That is the label that the band Survive created, and um, they've got they've got a nice corner on that atmospheric, just like you said, mm-hmm. '80s retro vibe. 
and like this whole dark wave scene is is kind of pulling in you know the disparate threads of like the old goth scene the old industrial scene the old techno scene and it's it's kind of taking all the shit that was cool out of it from back in the day and, and bringing it up into uh, modern times. So tell me this, like a lot of times when we talk, we kind of uh, play back and forth between the worlds that we both uh, enjoy musically. But like, if you've noticed uh, in the last few weeks, Bruno Mars has gotten a lot of shit for appropriating other eras of music. And mm-hmm. people saying that he's stealing other eras of music. Same thing happened with Blurred Lines and Marvin Gaye. And yeah. Robin Thicke and all that. Uh, do you, that doesn't seem to be a thing in rock music. Cause like they're definitely just doing like eight, like they're you said they're like pulling straight from that. It's like a, it's a perfect line between the two. But I don't, is anyone in the rock world sitting there like, oh, you guys are appropriating the eighties? Like, is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing in the genre? I honestly don't hear like you know stories of lawsuits or people bitching about it with this genre. You know, of course, you listen to like the greater rock scene, and you know people are always saying, "Oh, you ripped this off, you ripped that off." You know, to this day, there's still lawsuits from like old Led Zeppelin songs and shit floating around. Um, this is definitely, you know, as we hear throughout the episode today, um, a lot of these bands. Uh, one of the bands we'll be hearing from in a little bit, Perturbator. You know, they're a French band out of Paris, and you know, they're kind of blowing up with a different sound, but they're hearkening back to the old Chicago, you know, wax track style with um, songs that sound very much like old KMFDM or the old, like, Belgian bands like Front 242. Okay, okay. So it seems, yeah, it seems like it's just more of a pervasive thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's, it's so widespread at this point. It's almost impossible. If you were to start getting on your high horse about it, I feel like you'd be a bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's something that, you know, uh, I think back on with all these lawsuits and all this stuff. It's like, in the end of the day, I've heard people say that, like, every note combination has already been, you know, made. So everybody's ripping everybody off to a certain degree. That's true. And I mean, like, you hear that with, uh, I mean, with, with any genre. It's like, you have to think outside the box. But especially in this time, I feel like it's very nostalgic time for music. I mean, not only with Bruno Mars and, like, the eight, like, we mm-hmm. just touched on, but, like, across the board, we're seeing a lot of, like, I think me. Maybe because of streaming services, maybe because, like, I mean, you talk about it all the time. Like, when I, I was growing up in the 90s, or you were buying CDs in the 90s, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you could only listen to as much music as you could afford. And now, right. like, uh, a nine-year-old sitting at home can go through the entire discography of every artist you've ever heard of at his fingertips. Like, that's kind of yeah. crazy. And I think it kind of lends itself to, like, people exploring different sounds in their own music. I think that, you know, there's such a wide swath of genres and styles that are popular right now in, you know, completely because of social media, completely because of YouTube and Spotify and these bands or these, these, you know, platforms that give easy access. And, you know, you, you can go down a rabbit hole any which direction you want. And I think that accessibility has kind of created, you know, interest in genres that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be thinking of. Yeah, 100%. I think, yeah, it lends itself to this kind of pervasive, like, uh, building on other eras, you know what I mean? People are finding mm-hmm. stuff that they, you don't have to spend money on it, you'll, like, go listen to some shit, right? Like, if, you had to, if there was a barrier of $10 for you to, like, maybe like something, I don't think you'd go for it. But if you're fun, including your Spotify monthly subscription and you're not paying anything out of your pocket for it, you know, I feel like that kind of plays to that. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it is cool in that sense that, like, the, the technology but no we don't have to go down this rabbit hole anymore take us into uh what else you got for us all right so dark wave the synth wave all right so the next band we're going to be checking out is a chicago band called hyde i recently discovered them um i really dig them they are they're an industrial band out of chicago like a straight industrial band not dance or you know what i mean mixing the genres but um one of the things that i found very interesting about them was they're kind of taking from, I would say Chicago was a hub of a certain style of industrial music, but they're pulling from, I would say, old Godflesh and Neurosis and the old Hydrahead label. Um, there was a guy named James Plotkin who does a lot of remix stuff on that, and it's more in the metal side. Um, it's heavier, it's more um, atmospheric, darker than some of the stuff we've been hearing lately, but very cool. Um, I dig it a lot, and... Like I said, man, I hope you guys dig it too. This is going to be Hyde with the track Fall Down um, off of their new album and their local band.
song by Baboon Torture Division, but the song itself is a Wesley Willis track. So, you know, wanted to bring that into the uh, the mix today because, you know, Wesley Willis, rest his soul, um, Chicago, Chicago musician, pretty ubiquitous, pretty uh, interesting if what you know a, the history of him. What a lot of people don't know about Wesley Willis is that... Um, that he was the first man to play guitar on top of the uh, what is now called the Willis Tower, named in his honor because of that. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a big portrait of Wesley Willis hangs in the uh, in the in the uh, stage area of Reggie's. So oh, is if that you ever him? See that big? That oh, that's. Big I always wonder who that was. Yeah, I didn't Wesley know that. Willis. No so way. He was uh, he was a local guy. Um, he, I believe, had schizophrenia. So, you know, all his songs are pretty unique, I guess you could say. But, you know, that's wondering that, what word you're going to use. Okay. <laughs> unique. OK. All right. You know, that guy was that guy was ubiquitous. I mean, if you uh, you know, if you're lucky enough to meet him, he was an interesting dude. I've met him on a few different occasions. Um, I think the first time I met him, he punched me. <laughs> yeah, but that was his way. Um, like I said, he had um, some health issues. So I think if you uh, took that into consideration, wait, 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 he punched you. You can't just leave it at that. How did like, did you just take it and go? Like what happened? Well, like I said, I mean, the, the guy had um, a condition, so, you know, you have to, uh, it's kind of like, take that into account. I'd say kind of like running to the dude uh, who draws pictures in Wicker Park. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was like, all right, yeah, you draw me a picture now. It's <laughs> singing to me. Yeah. And actually when, this. when he punched me, it was, uh, oh fuck. I forget the name of the store, but I was up somewhere on North Halston, Boys Town, walked into this uh, clothing shop. He was sitting right in the front door. It just hit me. <laughs> oh, you didn't even have like a conversation or anything? No. Okay. No. And he was sitting at the front door drawing. <laughs> hey. But interesting. we got a lot of characters like that. Like Sharkula is still out here doing his thing. Uh, his phone number's on Twitter. Like, <laughs> that's just like, there's some legendary folks that just be like on the streets all the time. Yeah, and, and he like, was definitely a, a legendary Chicago dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, he eventually got signed to Alternative Tentacles, which is Jello Biafra's label of the Dead Kennedys. Oh, okay. So, I mean, he did get some, you know, major props before he actually passed away. I think he died in like 2003. Okay. Oh, really? You know, it's so interesting that you said that because, like, this is such a testament to the show. Is I've always gone to Reggie's and wondered who that was on the wall. There, now you and know. I, now I know. <laughs> and now you all know out there for because of Steve Bright, our rock connoisseur, yep. our rock god Steve Bright. So yeah, I mean, it was it was cool that you know somebody actually did a tribute album to Wesley, and that was one of the tracks on it. So I thought that was cool, and because he was local, I wanted to bring that in. 
Yeah, so, absolutely. So, you know, a nice little differentiation. And you heard in that Hyde track before, you know, you're kind of getting the different the different sounds, the different, like, stylistics of the genre, mm-hmm. you know. So that was pretty neat. And I think when, um, when we pop back into the music, this will be interesting, uh, I think, a little bit for you. This is a band that I found called Surly. Okay. And they are a Polish band. Hey. Yeah. Um, they are a Polish band. It's and Hardcore polka? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what you'd expect. I wanted to bring them in because um, when they describe their music, they think um, they, they, make, they make music out of a love of Polish jazz and Chicago footwork. <laughs> <laughs> And again, just kind My of. Bad. I just yeah, I just had to laugh. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, so it's it's it definitely is not going to be like a stepper's ball, but you know. like, are there accordions? No, nothing. It's it's pretty unique. That's why I wanted to bring it I'm in. I'm pissed there's not cor- accordions. I think we should just, <laughs> without further ado, just jump into this one because that's that's enough of a preface. Sure, let's let's give it a listen. So this is going to be uh, surly with the track. Uh, Wait till the stick comes. We wait till a stick come.
That's an interesting one. They are L.A. And for everybody who knows, the lead singer of the Black Queen, I mean, that was pretty mellow, right? That was very much in the vein of, like, Depeche Mode, Old yeah. New Order, you like know. Like, dancey, but absolutely, upbeat, but not over the board. And it's, it's kind of swinging to a different, you know, corner of that electronic world that we're kind of looking at today. But it's, that's a pretty unique band because the lead singer, Greg, uh, Greg Picado, he is the lead singer of Dillinger Escape Plan and Killer Be Killed, which are two of the most brutal, math metal, grindy, heavy bands that you could fucking think of. That's interesting. And yeah. then he like pops up. I mean, that's <laughs> not that crazy. Like I, a lot of guys do that. They just have like a lot of needs they got to get out, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of feels that they got to Yeah, yeah. Realize. Flexing a different uh, vocal muscle, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You can't do the same thing all the time. You end up like uh, Skrillex's voice or something like that. Right. <laughs> But that was interesting, and you know, like I said, I want to bring that in, just showing a little bit of the variety of the music that we're going to be checking out today. But um, that was pretty cool. And then, let's see, what else do we got? 
We've got a couple of more Chicago bands, and then I think we'll uh, close her down for the day. Well, let's check this out. Oh, by the way, there was no Polish jazz in that Polish jazz. I know. Jazz. Like I said. That was, that was footwork. <laughs> but I, don't, I don't know what Polish jazz sounds like personally, but I don't know if it sounds like that. There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. All right. Let's, uh, what do we got? All right, so next up, we're back, um, swinging back into the city. We've got two Chicago bands. So the, uh, the first track we're going to check out is an artist called Volante Noir, um, and his track is called Gaze and Rapture. This is going to be another little bit of a low-key one. Then we'll be uh, flipping over to another Chicago act called Anaphylaxis with the track Blue Devil Suite. Thank you. 
Sauce live Saturdays. Brought it back to the Windy with a couple uh, local tracks. We heard uh, Volante Noir and Anaphylaxis. And this is getting close to the uh, the end of the show this week. So um, I've got a few shout-outs and a few concerts to keep an eye out for um, this coming week or two. So Let them know. First up, next Saturday, April 7th. This one is a little bit hard to find, and it might be sold out by now, but, you know, always secondary market. So if you want to go, you can get those tickets. But Henry Rollins is doing a spoken word set at the comic book convention next weekend, C2E2. So he's going to be down at McCormick Place next Saturday night doing a fucking set. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, I definitely am going to try and make it. I don't know. There's a lot of shit going on that day, so I don't know if I'm going to make it. But you, you be know, a comic book person? You're going to be at the comic book convention? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I go all weekend, every year. That was a I dumb totally question. I already knew that about you. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good fun weekend, but... Um, Definitely, if you like Henry um, and have never seen a spoken word set of his, definitely something to check out. So that one's on deck. Then um, another show that same Saturday, Cloakroom and Sweet Cobra are playing Cobra Lounge. We've talked about Sweet Cobra on a yeah. previous episode. They must love playing Cobra Lounge. <laughs> you know, you'd think that they'd get like a discount or a deal. Right. Or uh, yeah, just like a residency or something. you like the house band, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, swinging back a day, Friday, April 6th. At uh, Reggie's is going to be Integrity and Temple of Void. That's going to be a dope show. That's going to be heavy as fuck. Um, I'm definitely going to try and make that one. Then, moving up into Sunday, April 8th, if you're going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan, check out The Eradicator. Saw them last night. They're always fun. And if you're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, go and you're going to The Eradicator show, you should afterwards go to Yesterdog, one of the greatest hot dog places in all the Midwest. There you go. Shout out Yesterdog. And then finally, Wednesday, April 11th, Turnstile and Torchamore are playing Bottom Lounge. That's going to be another fucking banger of a, sh- a show. Peen's going to be at that show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Our our good friend Paul is, uh, I believe it might be his favorite band. So he will. He wears that, that sweatshirt every day. So yeah. uh, shout out Paul the Peen. Uh, Paul the Peen? Paul Peen? Peen Paul? I don't know. <laughs> shout out Paul. We love you, man. Uh, but yeah, Turnstile's definitely been a band I know the name of just because of. Uh, because of Mr. Mr. Paul. Yep. And then, as always, um, like we do every week, shout-outs to uh, the morning show, Three Piece. Shout-outs to Backcourt Live coming up next. And Souls of Liberty! Shout-out to DJ Police State, who's going to be uh, wrapping things up today. Absolutely. And, and uh, we've got Jake's show. Tomorrow night. Sunday. Don't worry about my show. It's a... Uh, <laughs> it's quiet. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a very... Uh, ours is a... Ours is a very laid back situation. <laughs> um, but no, man, shout out to Steve. Thank you guys so much for all tuning in. As always, you can catch the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show every Saturday at just about 2.30, sometimes 2 o'clock. It depends on what we're doing over here. Uh, Steve, uh, you can follow him at Collarbone666. You can follow the radio at Mild Sauce Radio and at It's Kind of Hot, even though it's kind of hot. Uh, and yeah, we're on Instagram as Miles Sauce News. Yep. But this has been the latest episode of the Steve Bright Morning Show or Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show. I'm getting mixed <laughs> up now. And uh, what are we riding out on, my man? All right. So, you know, as we heard, we, we had a little bit of a mellow um, send off with the uh, Chicago band. So I wanted to uh, go out on a little bit of a banger. So we're going to be listening to Perturbator, and they're from Paris, France. And the track is called Tainted Empire. <laughs>